Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Dr. John McDougall is the giant on whose shoulders I stand, and I am so happy that you are watching this video so you can learn the teachings of this amazing man. Chapter one answers the question, what is starch? When we talk about starch, we are talking about potatoes, rice, sweet potatoes, quinoa, yams, corn, oatmeal. We're not talking about when most people think of starch, they think of highly processed foods like cakes, cookies, and pastries, and they think of carbs being the enemy and carbs are bad and don't eat anything white. But we are talking about whole, real foods like the ones that I just named. Dr. John McDougall also talks about, in quotes, one of his quotes that you hear him say very often, which is that through all verifiable human history, all large populations of lean, trim, healthy individuals have thrived on a diet of starch. And he gives examples of all these populations around the world. And you can see up here on the screen, the map with all the proof that this really is the case. Chapter two is called people passionate about starches are healthy and beautiful. In this chapter, Dr. McDougall talks about how starches satisfy the appetite. Starch is to satiety as water is to thirst. We need to eat starch in order to feel satiated, and we can't outrun our hunger drive. We have a hunger drive for a reason, and starch, the foods that I named in the last chapter, are the ones that we have to eat if we want to feel totally satisfied at every meal. It's also talked about that excess starch does not turn into body fat. The process of turning carbs into fat is known as de novo lipogenesis. It's very efficient in animals like pigs and cows, but humans are not great at it. We do not want to readily turn carbs into fat. We want to burn carbs as energy. Dr. McDougall also talks about how excess fat is easily stored as fat. He also talks about how health is beautiful. When we find people attractive, it's because we find them healthy. This is why youthful people are seen to be so beautiful. Oh, look how gorgeous they are. You are young. Look at that skin. It's because younger people tend to be healthier. And when somebody is sick, you have that sort of <gasps> sight when you see them because it doesn't appear that they are healthy. So health is attractive and we are attracted to people that are at a healthy body weight and have that healthy glow to them, which eating a whole food plant-based diet allows you to do and be. The myth of moderation is also talked about in this chapter. Many of the clients that I work with think that there's something wrong with them because they can't moderate their intake of highly processed, hyperpalatable, hyperstimulating foods like cakes, cookies, and pastries. But as Dr. McDougall talks about, there's nothing wrong with you. The moderation of these foods is a tall, tall task that humans were not designed to conquer. These foods hijack our brain and our hunger fullness cues, and they make it so that we can't moderate our intake of these foods. So if you find that you're in this position where you say, why can't I moderate my intake of pizza and cookies and cakes? Please do not think that there's something wrong with you, but please recognize that the foods are designed to make their moderation very difficult. Chapter three is called five major food poisons found in animal foods. You know the emoji that's the handshake? Welcome to the handshake between the food industry and the medical industry. 
The food industry needs you to be addicted to their foods so that they can make more money, and the medical industry needs you to be sick so that it can make more money. So these guys meet in the middle. It's perfect. The food industry makes you sick, and then the medical industry keeps you sick because it doesn't address the food, and the food industry doesn't address the medical consequences of eating their food. Next, the five major toxins in animal foods are discussed, these being protein, fat, cholesterol, methionine, and dietary acid. Too much protein is taxing on the liver and kidneys. Too much fat is stored on the body and leads to most diseases of dietary excess that we see, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, stroke. All of these are caused by having too much fat on the body and in the system, diabetes. Cholesterol found almost exclusively, not, co not completely, but largely in animal foods, which adds to the body's cholesterol load, leading to heart attack and stroke. Methionine, which is a sulfur-containing amino acid, which leads to bad body odor and also kidney stones. And dietary acid, which weakens the bones and can lead to osteoporosis. Chapter 4 is called Spontaneous Healing on a Starch-Based Diet. I saw Dr. Neil Barnard speak at a conference once, and he used this Band-Aid analogy, which has always stuck with me. When we get a cut, we put a Band-Aid on. It gives me goosebumps to even say because it it's such a beautiful metaphor, but we, we get a cut, we put a Band-Aid on. A few days later, we take off the Band-Aid and what do we find? That the cut is gone and that the body has the incredible ability to heal. This is not just external healing when we get a little cut, but it's internal healing as well. And the body is at the starting line for healing. When we feed our body the food that it's designed to eat, it starts to heal immediately. Dr. Dean Ornish was the first doctor to prove that heart disease can be reversed through solely dietary intervention, a whole food plant-based diet without the use of medication or surgery. Chapter five, USDA and the politics of starch. The USDA publishes the dietary guidelines for Americans on a regular basis. Dr. Greger once did a talk, and it's an incredible talk that I will link in the down bar, where he exposes the conflicts of interest between the USDA dietary guidelines and who's funding and who's lobbying and who's on the board to make these guidelines. Just to name a few, on the board consists of people that represent the M&M Mars Scientific Advisory Board, the Sugar Association, the McDonald's Corporation Advisory Council on Healthy Lifestyle, the National Dairy Promotion Board, Coca-Cola's Beverage Institute for Health and Wellness, the American Meat Institute, and the American Egg Board. <laughs> what? This is who's making these dietary guidelines. No wonder they're promoting that we eat meat and eggs and milk and all of that. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Chapter six, we are eating the planet to death. Livestock production is devastatingly harmful to planet Earth. A lot of people don't recognize that when it comes to greenhouse gas emissions, what do you think is worse for the Earth? All of the cars or all of the animals for animal livestock? It's surprising, but the truth is that animal livestock creates more greenhouse gases than cars. Chapter seven, when your friends ask, where do you get your protein? The amount of protein that we truly need is much lower than we think. As I talked about two chapters ago, I believe, the USDA, the dietary guidelines are being created by 
the meat promotion board and the egg institute and the dairy promotion board and whatever the heck they were called so of course they're going to say you need protein you need protein it's a marketing tactic the reality is we do not need all of that protein in fact we are getting too much protein which is causing taxation on the liver and the kidneys and most americans are getting way too much the average person needs about 40 to 60 it depends on your body weight but average somewhere between 40 to 60 grams of protein per day which is easily met on a whole food plant-based diet you do not need protein powders you don't need to focus on protein you don't need to think about protein as the physicians committee for responsible medicine states you can easily meet your protein needs on a varied plant-based diet you do not need to add in anything extra nor do you need to count how many grams of protein you're getting I promise. Chapter eight, when friends ask, where do you get your calcium? Calcium is a mineral that cannot be created or destroyed. The reason why milk has calcium isn't because cows make calcium, it's because cows eat the soil and the plants that have calcium. So if you're not eating dairy, you're just cutting out the middleman and you're going straight to the source. In a very similar light as the protein issue, the calcium needs of humans are much lower than we think that they are. We don't need all of this calcium that we're loading up on. In fact, studies show that the countries that drink the most milk and have the most dairy are also the countries that have the most hip fractures. Chapter nine, confessions of a fish killer. Fish are toxic with mercury, they're high in cholesterol, they're high in fat, and they're very high in protein, which as we've learned, too much protein is not a good thing. In this chapter, Dr. McDougall also debunks the idea that fish oils are healthy, and he talks about how only 10% of the original population of fish in the ocean is left because of harmful fishing and also due to environmental consequences from greenhouse gases from animal livestock. Chapter 10, the fat vegan. My disclaimer is this, you are not fat, you have excess fat on your body. So labeling yourself as the fat vegan, I think this is a catchy chapter that grabs people and it's memorable, but don't take this personally, nor do I want you to adopt this label for yourself. Basically, what Dr. McDougall talks about in this chapter is something I talk about on this channel all the time, which is that vegan and healthy are not synonymous. Oreos are vegan, Coca-Cola is vegan, the apple pie from McDonald's is vegan, or at least it was a decade ago when I first went vegan because I just remember hearing that. But the point being this, just because something has the, the label of vegan on it does not mean that it's healthy. These are just they're the same thing, they just don't have the animal products. So the ice cream, the cakes, the cookies that are all labeled as vegan and gluten-free and organic, I'm so sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I have to be direct. They're not healthy and they're not going to help you lose weight. Chapter 11, just to be on the safe side, stay away from supplements. Dr. McDougall talks about the perfect harmony of plants and how a whole food plant-based diet that is varied and abundant will give you everything that you need with the exception of vitamin B12. And I will just plug my B12 here. If you are eating a plant-based diet, you must supplement vitamin B12 
It's very difficult to find a clean B12 on the market, which is why I decided to make one myself because I couldn't find one that was clean. They were all gross and they had sugar and oil and animal products added. So I made a vitamin B12 that's just one active ingredient, B12, that's it, no junk, no GMOs, no sugar, no oil, no processed junk no gross stuff vegan clean premium ingredients get yours in the down bar and you can subscribe and save so that's delivered to your door every month and you don't have to worry about b12 deficiency vitamin b12 deficiency can have neurological complications it can cause depression fatigue memory loss there are even studies showing a link between vitamin b12 deficiency and the progression of alzheimer's so you definitely don't want to risk this and just make sure that you're supplementing get it in the description and also vitamin d which you get from the sun my personal stance i don't think that one should blindly supplement meaning that i don't think one should supplement if they don't have a proven deficiency through a blood test i think you should get a blood test first see if you have any deficiencies and then let's make the call if it's appropriate to supplement with the exception of vitamin b12 everyone that's on a plant-based diet should make sure that they're supplementing with this Chapter 12, salt and sugar, the scapegoats of the Western diet. Sugar does not make you fat. Salt does not make you fat. But people believe that these are the issue. I have videos about both of these substances, sugar and salt. So I'm going to link those in the down bar. So if you want to learn more about my thoughts and what the lowdown on, on them is, you can look at those videos. If this is the first video of mine that you've watched, then definitely make sure that you subscribe because this is what we talk all about on this channel is how to live a healthy, whole food, plant-based, starch-based lifestyle. I mean, my program is called Slim on Starch. And like I say, I stand on the shoulder of the giant that is Dr. John McDougall. I have learned so much from this man. If you made it to this point in the video, comment potato because that is the best starch. I mean, come on. If you like rice, if rice is your favorite, I respect you because you're a, you're a starchivore, you're eating the starches, but sweet potatoes, I mean, come on. So comment potato if you made it to the end of this video. I love you, honeys, and I'll see you in my next one. Mm -hmm.